Hello, welcome to Would Like to Meet podcast. I'm your host, Mairead Lockman, matchmaker and dating specialist, and the founder of lovehq.ie. I've successfully sent over 6,000 people on dates since 2016 with countless engagements, babies, marriages, long term relationships, and millions of kisses along the way. This podcast will help men and women to embrace their single life, ensure positive dating experiences, have great relationships, never miss a romantic opportunity again, and most of all, help you to find real long-term love with your someone special. So I am delighted to have the lovely Mr. Paul Merriman to my podcast today. The reason I've invited you on, Paul, is as you know, I used to be a financial advisor for seven years. Yes for my sins, but I've branched out a little bit different now into matchmaking. <laughs> However, I do like as you know, from years and years of experience, I do realize that there's so many things out there for couples thinking about finance Um, like, you know, they're all spending time talking about a new baby and new house and everything, like increasing your life cover and all those different things. But nobody ever talks about anybody that's single. And it's no. like, what do you need? Yeah. So very often when people come to me, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, all different ages, and they are uh, maybe haven't you ever met a financial advisor? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm delighted for to be here, uh, and it's a great topic. Uh, and I was really excited uh, to be involved with this because on my Instagram page, I sometimes get people, uh, and actually as young as maybe even early twenties, um, and they might think it's devastating to be single at that stage. But they're worried about what to do even mortgage wise when they're on their own. And then I get a couple of people that are in their thirties saying they haven't met anybody yet and they're trying to go for a mortgage, but it's next to impossible to go with just one income. Yeah. And people always say to me uh, that when they're single, they feel like it's literally stacked up against them from a finance point of view. And you think about it, it's true, especially the biggest commitments, the uh, biggest thing most people want is a house. And it gets to a certain stage where people maybe were renting during college, yeah. into their 20s, kind of find their feet to get a mm. deposit and everything like that. And then it comes to buying a house and like you're responsible for all of it. Yes, yes. Uh, but it's difficult to get a mortgage on one income as uh, well, you see. So even that's an uphill, yeah, yeah, that's even an uphill struggle for them. Yeah. So I think it's a great topic to, to let's have a chat about people that are uh, not yet with somebody and they're on their own and Brilliant. all the things that they have to think about. <laughs> I look forward to it. Brilliant. Well, look, the first thing I always say to people um, on a basic level um, is that they should have some level of savings and mm-hmm. runaway fund as well. Just yeah. no harm. You know, if you are in a relationship, there's no harm. I think a lot of people get into relationships as well and they become a little bit financially dependent on each other. Mm. And so I think always people should be able to stand on their own two feet, no matter what stage you are, we yeah. say, in a relationship. So on a savings point of view, yes. okay, what would you suggest? When would you suggest a good time to start saving, or to get as in a single person or a yeah, couple when they get together? Or anyway, for people, well, like, I think everybody should always have a savings account. I think you should be yeah. saving a minimum of kind of ten percent of your net take home pay. You know, so if you're on two or three grand a month, you should be minimum putting two or three hundred a month. Now, it should be going from kind of ten percent up to twenty five percent as a general rule of thumb if you can afford that. Uh, I think the problem is that when people get to speak to someone like me, financial advisor, again we get this on the Ask Paul page all the time. When they get to me, it's usually have a bit of debt. Um, you know, they might have high outgoings. They might have yeah, been accustomed, yeah, accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle. So they find it very hard to move into that savings, kind of big savings of 20, 25%. But on a rural for the term, 10 to 25% is what you're looking for. Um, but I think you should always be saving. What, what I find though is when couples come together, that's what they always kind of struggle with is when do you bring in the money conversation? Yes. When do you start saving together? And I think you only really need the safety getter, in my professional opinion, if you're going for something like a mortgage or you're going to something big purchase-wise yeah. together. 
Uh, I did this with a couple before that were 50, uh, the major in the mid 50s and they were 60s and they were trying to get a place in Spain to retire to. Okay, and they were starting yeah. to pull their finances for the first time ever then and kind of show me what you have and I'll show you my yeah, kind of conversation. conversation yeah. It is a great, it's yeah. a massive conversation. Uh, but I think you made a very good point there in relation to the accounts and you know what way they, what way people are set up financially. Usually people, when they're single, obviously have their own bank account, they should have their own bank account, they should have probably a savings account or a deposit account, but yeah. you should also definitely have an investment account. I think everyone needs an investment yes. account, especially with deposit rates being so low. After that then, when they come together as a couple, I think you only need a joint account. This is a conversation I get all the time as well. When do we go joint accounts? When do we start talking about money? And I think you only really need a joint account is if you're pooling your finances from a household point of view. So when you move in together, you should probably have one joint account where the rent or the bills, the mortgage, uh, the, the gas ESB, the broadband, the sky, whatever you have. It's all coming through. out of that account. And then everything else is separate. So say if you do, you should run, everyone I think in relationship with should run their 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 finances like a business. Well, I'm sure a lot of households, like there has been so many arguments over, um, oh, it's a killer. over finance and everything. And there is always someone that sees a nice pair of shoes or someone yeah. that needs a new pair of golf clubs or yeah, a set of yeah. golf clubs or whatever yeah. along the way, you know, yeah. needs most. Yeah, everything. needs most, yeah. So, and also I'm sure it's nice to have a little bit of, uh, I would say fluff money there yeah. on the side as well. You don't need to account for the whole time. You can just... Exactly, it is. And so I think you should run your, I think you should run your account like a business. I think you should kind of count up all your outgoals. So take your mortgage, your rent, whatever it is, your bills uh, and your food, your shopping, basically everything that happens in the four walls. And then if it's, just say it's three grand a month. And if you're on equal pay or you're bringing approximately the same pay, then just put 1,500 quid a month into that account. And that looks after your life together. And then the remaining change just goes into your own bank account or Revolut account. I love Revolut for that type of stuff. It's just kind of spenders. And then if that's not a grand, 1,500 quid, and you want to buy a pair of shoes for whatever amount of money. Uh, I know some couples that do a pro rata. So if she's on more money or he's on more money, yeah. say there's like, they're on 60, 60 yeah, 40 yeah. sort yeah. of situation. And I think that works well. Oh, that's a logical thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's I, nice. I had, a, I had somebody ask me a question on the Instagram last week um, and they were saying that they, they split it. 50-50 but he's on more money I actually felt sorry for us that's a bit of a kick yeah. in the teeth like because they I have more disposable yes. income than, than you I, I think that gets messy like I don't know whether I, I I think it should be that pro rata so somebody's on 60 grand and someone's on 40 grand and 60 of 100 grand total income that you know should be yeah, 60 should be 40 a bit more balance. Yeah, it should be yeah. a little bit more balanced yeah. Yeah, it should be uh, and I think that just keeps everything uh, on the balance but balance from, look every relationship needs balance and everything but especially your finances we're looking at here at the moment, we've just come through six months of COVID-19 yes. and a lot of people on lockdown and everything like that. A lot of people that be here listening to this today may be in financial stress at the moment. And like, you know, when you're in financial stress in a couple, it's very different to being in financial stress on your own. Like, first of all, people have spent a lot of time on their own. Yes. They, you know, very often don't have someone to share their life with, can be very lonely and everything. And now they have the added stress of a financial situation where maybe their income isn't as high, their rent is probably the same, but, you know, they have a lot of stuff. Have you any advice for anybody that might be under financial strain at the Yeah, moment? I think reaching out and speak to somebody is the main thing and not keeping your head buried in the sand. I think that has so, so much, so, happens so many times to people when it comes to money, uh, especially when they get into difficulty. I'm, I, I'm trying to say this without sound too patronizing to listeners, yeah. but 
it's probably the best time to be in financial difficulty and that you can talk to the banks and you can talk to people you owe money to, I credit unions yeah, or whatever it is, because there every, like, there's so many people in that situation. And they kind of have an emergency situation emer- going on yeah. at the moment. They have a team. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Where kind of last year, you'd nearly be embarrassed to reach out. Maybe you're feeling that way or yeah. you might have lost it. But now so many people are in a similar situation to you mm-hmm. that it should be easier to kind of break cover on your financial difficulties. But I would recommend speaking to people. And there's actually, I think it's paymentbreak.ie is a big website launched by the government to help people to, to engage with banks if they have a mortgage and they can't afford a mortgage to reach out and communicate I think again finances is very similar to all things to do with life Uh, and once you talk about or you reach out to somebody it becomes less of a stress and that's so I know it's so cliche but it really is it's like any problem you come up against it's no different just because it's money it might be a little more embarrassing for people in some cases but But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be no it shouldn't be at all I was a financial advisor during the real proper recession there 2007 right up to whatever 7-8 years into it and actually for the second half of my career in finance I was specifically advising doctors on their finances right so I was going out meeting with them and like I'd grown men, doctors crying at me and everything like yeah. that. And they were like, you know, I'm such a strong pillar in society and all these different things. And I used to always say, it's only money. It's only money. I'm yeah. sure you have people coming into your surgery mm-hmm. each day that like- Have way know, worse situations. But like, yeah, that are dying yeah. or whatever. So mm-hmm. like, it is only money. There's always a way back. There is it. always money. Yeah. All, there is absolutely not always a way back. Um, I think the last recession or the last um, downturn we had, obviously back in the financial crisis, mm-hmm. will tell us that. And don't forget, this time it's not man-made or, you know, if you're in financial difficulty due to COVID-19. Yeah, there's just it's, a short circulation It's no one's fault. Yeah. It's no one like it's yeah. literally it's 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 a global pandemic. So if that's it's caused you into financial difficulty, it's really. not your fault. It's not. It, it's a situation you're in, and maybe if you made great money before that, and this is a thing to tip you over the edge. I try and encourage people to use COVID nineteen as a positive to say, right, okay, I'm gonna break over here. I've been crap at money my whole life. Yeah, uh, maybe you're in a situation restart, where yeah. you're single, or maybe you're trying to get into a relationship. Whatever your situation is. Uh, and it is a fresh start. I said, right, let's let's communicate, people. Let's let's use this kind of cloud to sneak under the rock out of under the rock rather, uh, and break cover. And I think it's a great thing because it, it does give a, a lot of um, a, a lot of mental relief, I suppose, mental stress from a financial point of view. If you do talk about your money and get a better plan in place, but I generally find that like people's money problems are very due, very seldom due to lack of income. It's just purely down to spending habits and maybe bad money decisions that yeah, they picked up. Flow. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably because of the way you were brought up. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of about six or seven years of age. You've developed most of your your kind of money habits are instilled into yeah. you. So it might be something that you're probably beating yourself up on, which you just didn't know. It was maybe it might sound simple to me or you, yes. an ex-financial advisor. But um, it's it, it, it can be difficult for people to make the right decision yeah. money or know how money works or know how interest accrues on interest rates on, on credit cards, for example. So it's very easy for people to fall into financial difficulty. I think it's not given enough weight towards yeah. how people manage their money. I think as well, just if you automate it as well, automate savings. Yes. Just, even if it's only 20 quid a week, even mm-hmm. if it's only 50 quid a week, just, yeah, just put automate, something away yeah, as much yeah. as you can. You were saying 10 to up to 25% yeah. is really ideal um, mm-hmm. when you're getting to that. You were talking there briefly about, obviously, um, you were saying like current account, savings account, investment account. Yes. Okay? So we all, most people will have a, a current account. They might yeah. have a savings account because they want to go on holidays next yes. year. Talk to us a little bit about, an, you know, a simple investment account that they could get started. Yeah, a simple investment account. We developed this on the Ask Paul uh, Instagram page. I started an investment club, but basically I invest 500 euros. It's very simple into a Zurich Dynamic Fund. It's a yeah, really good fund good, around yeah. since 30 years. 
Uh, now, the reason I think everyone should do that is that interest rates in the bank are excruciatingly low, zero, and they're talking about going into minus territory where they'll actually charge you to keep deposits on the bank. And the same with the credit unions. So people need to make their money work harder for them. So an investment account, people get scared by the word investments, but that's why we set up the club so you can literally follow me on a monthly basis and put your whatever you want to, month of money in. You can go from 75 euro up to 50 and 100 quid a month. Uh, so there's so people... Most people that, be able to afford 75 euro. Yeah, everybody easily, should yeah. have everyone. Like, yeah, like, perfect. Everyone can afford. And if you can't afford 75 euro, you need to go onto my uh, Instagram website and download a personal budget template and find where you're overspending or okay. where you're sending stupid money. Yep. But everyone has 75 euro. So, and it's just something that makes your money work harder for you. So what I mean by that is, I think on five-year time frame, everybody has the capability of becoming their own bank. And that's what I love to do for clients. So that means that they have maybe 20 or 30 grand. So when they change the car, they change with their own money, not borrowing at the bank. And their money is earning interest rather than paying interest in the bank for all the time. So I, I hate people just recycling loans with banks and cars or with personal debt all the time. It's so easy. You know, it takes time and it takes a little bit of little uh, commitment, yeah. little bit of commitment, but it's easily done over five years. And that means you have the luxury of changing your car for cash or going on that holiday for cash or just use your own money, which yes. is something that not many people get to. Uh, so yeah, so I think that's what an investment account lends a hand to, but it doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be, it's not rocket science. Markets and stock markets have been making money for years. We're growing up in Ireland with this kind of uh, American field, maybe the Wall yeah. Street thing where it's yeah. guys sc- screaming at screens and it's all, and you every- need to be yeah, a millionaire yeah. to get involved. You don't. You need 75 quid, which everybody can do. So, and like I said, the, if you think about how a bank operates, if you just take a bank, A or B, Bank of Warren Peace, whatever bank you want to use, if you give them their, your money, uh, say you have 10 grand in savings there, they give you zero back. And then if your neighbor goes in for a grand of a car loan, they charge them 8% on your money. Yeah, so they're so just making money. They're just making money out of your yeah. money. Anyway, so you might as well make money out of your own money. Absolutely. Uh, and it's actually very simple to do. But as we try to do on the Instagram Ask Paul or on the website, we try to make everything to do with finance jargon-free, very easy for everybody to understand. It's the stuff that I think we should all leave school with, to be honest with you. I don't well, it think... should be taught in school because yeah. like one... Uh, dating should be taught in school and yes. two social finance so yeah. you know well dating kind of is covered off but not yeah, that yeah. way <laughs> but it depends I don't know what school you went to Paul I went to convent to Mullingar so oh definitely not <laughs> no definitely not the next thing I always found um, when I was working in finance was that a lot of people didn't realise that they that there was a product called income protection yes and I think it is so 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 yeah. important especially you know, like we never know what's going to happen down the line. Oh, oh, an income protection policy, and especially if anyone's listening today and they're single and they're self-employed, the first thing you need to do is either reach out to me or somebody uh, and get an income protection policy. The reason being is that your biggest asset you have is your income. And if you're living on your own, or you're single, and anything happens to you and you're down, say you're on 50 grand, 60 grand, 20, 30, whatever your income is, the state benefits ten and a half grand. You don't even qualify her automatically if you're self employed. I think everybody got a little bit of taste of that in the last couple yes, of weeks. Yes, you know they what did. I mean? That's and a great even, point. But if you even look at it, they were like, yeah. if they were getting COVID nineteen payments, it was yeah. three hundred and fifty. It was way euros. more than what yeah. the social welfare so is. Imagine now yeah. it's long term, yeah, and you're like, yeah, what social welfare these that's days? That's a great point. People, people really, really kind of realize what it'd be like I know if we I don't have a it, job. You know, I think a lot of people were able to take it as a holiday or whatever. Yeah. Almost, you know, things are cut off for a couple of weeks. But I think long term if you were on that but, for five or six but, years how would you get but on? don't forget usually when it comes to an income protection claim or so let's say let's look at COVID being the example if you lost your job or your job couldn't pay you and you were for long for six months and you were at home on the 350 a week and you were struggling you were probably healthy so you're probably just sitting at home making your own food yeah. watching telly and having a great time 
try and do that when you have a cancer or a, a back problem or stress or mental health or you're out of work for some reason due to an accident, sickness or illness. That's a different situation. And last thing you want in a kind of medical or, or a health crisis is a financial crisis. So income protection is a product that literally protects up to 75% of your policy. The premiums are tax deductible and they're pittance in my opinion. Uh, everybody needs one, but especially those who are self-employed because self-employed don't get the state benefit. So if you're a PAY you work and you work for somebody, you get ten and a half grand off the state, which is again wouldn't cover your rent in yeah, Dublin but if anyway. You're used to even anything any type of life. Yeah, absolutely. It's not <laughs> if, if you want to yeah. breed after you pay yeah. your rent over your head, you're kind of in trouble. Uh, so yeah, and so if you're a PAY you work at ten and a half grand. If you're a self-employed, you have to try and apply to social welfare, but you have to be able to work for a year and prove you're going to be able to work for another year. And look, to be honest with you, if you're self-employed. Listen to this. You don't want to be in the social welfare office begging somebody across a glass screen to give you 10 grand a year. Like, it's the most soul-destroying thing anyone has to do. So a policy for 50 or 60 quid or 20 quid a week or whatever they are in your situation, it's just, it's because just the, as well, it's the like most anybody, logical thing to do. Well, anybody that's self-employed, really, it's yeah. so transparent as to how much tax you're paying. Yeah. Because you're actually paying it out each you're month in your VAT yeah, and everything yeah. like that. It's a killer. So to be able to get some, if, so your tax to balance it up and pay whatever percentage of it as well, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, no, it is. It, and like I said, it, the big thing here as well, if you are listening and you are single, is that you need to, listeners need to realise that if you're in a relationship and someone goes out and say your partner, I'll just use the situation of uh, myself and Sarah, my wife, if Sarah couldn't go to work, um, you know, I'm still going to work. I have some income yeah. coming in. But if I wasn't there, um, she couldn't go to work. She'd, yeah, be, really, she'd, like, be, she'd, be, yeah. she'd be in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, so Especially I think, if the kids are anything like that as well. Yeah. You know? And it's a thing I always recommend, a, a lot of couples as well are that they break up. You'll always find that the person, one or, two, one or both of them, are in a situation where now they're in oblivion for finances maybe for the first time. And they might have children and they might have a kind of hangover from their previous relationship. And that's really when you need to have a robust financial advisor, first of all, but also a robust financial plan and someone that can drag you through everything because uh, you're probably going through one of the, 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 the worst things times. you go yeah, through. It's hard so, just going through everything and trying to keep your job going or, yeah, you know, whatever. All those, yeah, all those yeah. And then hopefully if you are going to find someone else and move on, you want to be in good shape by the time that happens. Uh, I know I've met a few people in my life that have met their partners um, later on in life, say, uh, late 30s, 40s and 50s. And the the one thing that always comes up for, for me when I'm speaking to them is they're very nervous about the other person set up yeah, financially. And it has to be but a also, thing you think of. Like having trying to have a conversation with somebody that's in huge debt <laughs> yeah. as well. Like they yeah. might be, you know. Yeah. Or like I know especially maybe a few years ago when people were still coming out of the financial crisis and everything. Yes. It was big conversations at that stage, you know, yeah. and, and even recently as well, I've oh, had yeah. Um, you know, girls maybe say to me like, oh, he told me about um, that he was in big financial difficulty a few years ago and is he still and what way is it and everything. I'm like, that's a conversation you need to have with him. Like, yeah. I'm a matchmaker and I'm not his financial advisor. So I could be a financial matchmaker, really. That's I could, I could, that could be me, yeah. You need, you have a job I'll give you a hand with yeah, that, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is though. It must be very stressful because usually, usually when people get together are younger, they probably grow financially, even make mistakes financially together. Uh, but later in life, you're always trying to, it must be very difficult or it must be very worrying if you are financially stable that the person you're going to meet now, uh, you don't really know anything about them, but certainly it's 
it's very easy to find out someone's personality over a couple of days. Yeah, but you don't but know you, until you can't say, show me your bank statement. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which debt are you yeah. in? Can I, I see your credit rating? I don't know if engaged yet or whatever. Yeah, all these yeah. different things. Can you sign this form for the Irish credit research? Uh, but, uh, the Irish credit research form. But uh, yeah, it, it is difficult for people. So, But I do think if you are going uh, and trying to get together or people trying to, to, to match me together at some stage, um, it, it's very important that you understand your own finances first. And I think that's something you have to take your head out of sand and know where you stand financially before you meet somebody else. Absolutely. I, I think. That's actually why I have you here today yeah. because I don't think people realize that they'd be better off to be set up their own finances now. When, yeah. Like I always find it's very, very expensive when you start it, like when you're just in a relationship because you're going to all these lovely places and everything. You're going off on holidays way more yes. for the first couple yeah. of months and everything. You're actually, going off to spa breaks yeah, and all these yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely places. <laughs> like as one guy said to me, I nearly took out a mortgage bloody and all these, you know, dates and everything. <laughs> fabulous things he's trying to woo this lovely lady you know man you can come to me for love but you know um i think one getting very much uh started on your own getting some sort of savings yeah. there uh what i would say as well is like people there's a lot of people obviously renting we'll say at the yes. moment um they want to get onto the property ladder yeah okay it's very difficult we'll say especially if you're single it's, impo- it's next to impossible yeah like yeah. i'm from Mullingar. i do consultations all over the country okay but there's like, I th- a friend of mine was saying the other day, there's four properties for rent in Mullingar at the minute and there's over 25,000 people in, in the town, okay? So if if somebody was told you can no longer live here, so it's not even that they've decided to, yeah. you can no longer live here. And honestly, you should see the quality of these pro- these places. It's horrific, so it is. Like, you know, so really, they really need to get sorted and look at a longer picture. But yeah. say they do want to get on the property ladder. How, how do you even go about it? The, the easiest way, sorry, the first thing you need to do to get in the property ladder is, it depends whether you're a first-time buyer or a second-time buyer. So let's take it as your first-time buyer and you haven't come out of a relationship where you were already a property owner. Yeah. That's a problem for some people. That's a bit of a kicker in that rule. You've your used first-time your, buyer, your first-time yeah, buyer, but now maybe because yeah. there's the mm-hmm. a separation, uh, you're now on the market for the first time your own, okay, and yes. now you're, first, you're a second-time buyer, yes. and you need a 20% deposit. That's an absolute kick in the backside for anybody to have to do a deal with. But look, let's go back to basics with single applicants. Uh, you, anyone going for a mortgage on a first-time buyer basis, you need a 10% deposit. So the first thing you need to do is save that deposit. But the problem you're going to find, especially if you're trying to buy in Dublin, uh, now obviously the price are different than Mullingar, but you use two examples. In Dublin, the average price around 320k, you're going to need a 32 grand deposit. But that's not where it stops. You're going to need it's a 200, you, yeah. but you're going to need a 280 grand mortgage. And to get a 280 grand mortgage and that type of income like an, uh, for yourself, you'd want to be up around the 80 grand salary. That's when it kicks into problems for people. Because they're not on 80 grand, they're only on maybe 50, sorry, which is a great salary, by the way, yeah. but 50 or 60. And because they're missing a partner on the application, they're going on their own, they find it very impossible. So basically, if you're a single applicant and you're looking to buy in Dublin, you need to be earning 80 grand to bu- and have a 30 grand deposit. To buy an ra- yeah. average yeah. house. Now, yeah. if you had help from parents or inheritance, uh, you know, and you had 100 grand behind you, but then you're okay, the 320, yeah. you know, the only the 220 mortgage. Being on 60 grand and having 100 grand behind you, it's... It's yeah, low enough. yeah, yeah, no, exactly, one hundred percent. It is. It's completely yeah. low enough. Uh, so it's next to impossible to find people out there like that. And that's the first problem for people. So if you want to start in the property ladder, it's the ten percent deposit, but also the three point five times your salary. If you're a couple, great. If you're single, you're just up against it. Your income needs to be extremely high. Now I do. I get couples all the time. Uh, sorry, people all the time, single people all the time that are maybe got you know eighty grand salary and dealing with a client at the moment on one hundred sixty grand of a salary. Um, 
and they're single, so they're going for they're, they're flying mortgage are application. Which are, are, are they looking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this might be something for me yeah, to speak after the show. Could, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're absolutely flying. They can they, they qualify for the mortgage you want to buy in Dublin Four in an apartment, and they're absolutely great. But then I'll be dealing with somebody else the next day that might be on thirty five grand, and they're still living at home with the parents. They're thirty four, and you're kind of like looking at them going, "This is not going to happen." But I think people. In Dublin, so it's another good reason to fall in love. It's another good another reason person, to fall in another love. Another good yeah. person on your mortgage. Well, yeah. it is, yeah. No, and I, I mean yeah. that. Life is much easier. I think anything when it comes to, uh, if, you, if you find the right person, that yeah, any... That is the key, the right yeah, person. Yeah, the right yeah. person, yeah, yeah. But I think if you have the right person, whether it's financial problems or like, not yeah. financial challenges, any challenges, yeah, like, it's all easier with two roads, people yeah. nearly. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so that's for a single person. Uh, obviously, really down your income needs to be quite strong. Uh, for couples then that maybe got together and look at the mortgages, it's obviously easier if you have two incomes coming and you need that 10% deposit. But I've had a situation where I've had couples in my office um, and the OECB, so everyone has a credit rating, uh, unfortunately, and some people may have uh, gone to Australia or gone to New York or gone to Canada when they were after college and born credit card companies and they're still on the records and don't realize it. And they're sitting down with their now future fiance and they're being told How that they can can't they clean that up? you need five years you need to go back to the bank and clear your record now some bank there's two banks you actually out there. have to physically go back to your bank you have clear. to go yeah, back okay. if it's still on as an outstanding balance now some of the banks have written it off and they won't even deal with you uh, and it should be off your credit rating after five years if that's the case but for most of them are still open that i find it's usually people kind of late 20s early 30s and um, you go back and clear it uh, then take another small loan out which i hate recommending but that's what you usually have to do to show good payment capacity over two years and then two banks will look at you once you're clear for two years okay the bigger banks will want five years. Uh, but I think that's I think that's going to decrease now next couple of yeah. years, especially because of COVID. Uh, the banks will be begging for business. So uh, I think they probably, most banks will be down to two years by the time that comes. But the point is that if you're in that situation and you think you may have a credit problem and this is whether you're starting to date or you're looking for to settle down with somebody, yeah. if you think you have a problem, do yourself a favor and go to uh, ICB.ie or the, the CCR, the consumer, the consumer credit rating agency, um, and central credit rate, central credit rate agency, rated agency, anyway, CCR, and uh, getting tongues right there, and get your report. And if you have any problems, sort them out. Sort it out beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand, yeah. Before yeah. the first date. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now is a great time to do that as well. Yeah, okay, now is perfect. a great time. Just to kind of, you think, oh, I'll never do this, or maybe I missed the payments. Because if it is two years down the line, you're thinking of moving in together and getting the mortgage, and this thing comes back to budge in the backside, it's just yeah. mortifying. It's a, and it's, uh, a, course, it's, it's a grueler for everybody. Yeah. Well, and, it could be, only, and it could be just small admin now that yeah. you can sort out. You know, could absolutely. be just simple admin now. And there's also people out there that have just mistakes on their credit rating. Yes, you know, so uh, I think that's important. Yeah, what happens with say with the couple that are not married, okay, and we want to get a mortgage together, okay? What is the like the the safe way to do that? Because like, let's face it, if you're not married, like even marriage now at this stage is not a hundred percent. Yeah, like what? How can you protect yourself? Um individually as an individual there's not because we don't do our laws don't allow for prenups or allow for those separate legal agreements uh, thank so god it, some yeah. women and men are there thank <laughs> god there's no prenups but yeah, yeah uh, what's that song we want prenups yeah uh, yeah gold digger actually we'll call this the gold digger series yeah yeah uh, no but uh, the the sorry, <laughs> the songs in my head yeah, now yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah from the point of view of going for a mortgage if you're if you're if you're not married uh, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from a separation or splitting up. 
It's going to be uh, purely down to negotiations. But what I will, would like to say to everybody, this is a big, big, big problem that nobody realizes. And it's an absolute, sh- it's, a, it's a shambles from the governmental point of view or a legislative point of view. If you have a couple living together and they're not married, and let's say they have a 300,000 euro house, and he does, um, the lady in the relationship, she basically is inheriting 150 grand from a stranger. They might have lived together for 20 years. They might, might have been married before, they might have moved in, they could have kids together. Revenue will still treat them as a stranger. Now, there, that lady has 150 grand worth of an inheritance tax liability. And they're only allowed to inherit over 16,000 from a stranger. So they're going to owe revenue 33% of that estate, which is a massive amount of money. So there's a very easy thing to do when you're going for a mortgage if you're a couple that aren't married. So this is for later in life or now people are just cohabitating together and they're not married is number one, just take a policy out in each other's life. So uh, if she insures him and he insures her basic and life cover, Back it'd be 20, 30 yeah. quid. It's so cheap. But it means that if anything happens, the life cover pays out and then you can use that to clear your tax liability if you want it. There's another, there's loads of technicalities you can do in the mortgage protection policy. But you really, in my opinion, if you're going for a mortgage as a cohabitating couple and you're not married, uh, the laws are ridiculous. They treat you as strangers. You're inheriting the other person's part of their estate they die. So what you need to do is have a really good financial advisor that can help you through the contracts of that. Uh, that's me. <laughs> but yeah. also, you also need a good solicitor to get the contract set up in a way that the will or that the estate is automatically structured, that his house goes to you and not to maybe children if you had them in the past or to his mom and dad because you have no normal claim unless it's structured the right way from a yeah. legal point of view. So there's it's loads very dodgy. Yeah, it really so you really is. need good advice. If and you're not married, you really need good advice. It's nearly highly recommend, not recommended, if you know what I mean, because there's so many different things as well, if they, especially as well, if you own your own property and they've been living there for a certain number of years, oh, so many other so difficulties. Many things, yeah. So there's a lot of conversations that should be had and before espe- you move in together. Especially if there's children involved from a previous yeah. relationship, because there's a there's an automatic entitlement to a percentage of the estate for previous children, as well, or any children, sorry, yeah, any, any children. children yeah. uh, same from a previous relationship, not previous yes. children, but from a previous relationship. So uh, there's just, you're, you're getting into a big uh, technicality. And people will always think it won't happen to me, the biggest mistake anyone can make, in my opinion. But it just takes a half an hour of discussion with someone yeah. like me and a good solicitor that can actually put the plan in place and put Absolutely. the policies in place for pittance. It's not it's not much well, money. You know what? We always think it wouldn't happen to me, but the amount of people that have come to me, one in that situation that have, yeah. are going through all of that stuff, it's like a divorce, even it's though worse, they were never yeah. married. I was wor- it is worse, yeah. And second of all, then, um, the amount of people that have come to me that are widows. Yeah. At such a young age, like we normally think of someone being 50, 60, 70, whatever, mm. but very often I've met people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s. Unfortunately, that, that has been the case. So making sure that it's all set up properly at oh, the beginning. hundred percent. It's it's well worth, like, and this is why someone like Merky, I'm not trying to say this from my point of view, but if I, from a brokerage point, a broker point of view, rather than going to a bank, a bank never, I've never heard of a bank of voice and correctly this before, but you want someone that's looking for your, fina- you want the financial planner rather than a broker or rather than a bank. Yeah. Someone that's going to sit, literally yeah. sit down and say, right, what are you doing? What's your situation? What have you got? What have you got? Have you got kids? Have you got kids? What's your what's your life? The big and picture. What's the, the plan? Yeah. yeah, and what's the plan? Should something go wrong? And what's this? And then they can plug the holes that they find with different products. And that's okay. Everyone needs a financial product. The bank account is a financial product. A mortgage is a financial product. A life assurance, an income protection plan. They're all financial products and we all unfortunately need them. I think the problem is we're so used to being sold them when we don't need them that we are kind of allergic to them now. But that's why a financial planner, we, we suppose to do really well business-wise that we 
try and plan people's lives with their finances and then plug them with holes. Yeah. And that's it. If you are getting the widow's or widower's pension yeah. and you move in with somebody or they move into cabbage, you lose it. So not an awful lot of people know that. Uh, and that's really, really, really so important to discuss. just cohabiting. You don't have to get remarried. No, just cohabitating. Yeah. Once there's two incomes coming into the household. So okay. it's really, really, really important that people recall, know that. So what you usually find that it's usually better off to keep the rent for the person or keep a second property and spend some time and not full time in each other's house because that can, it's obviously, it's, it's 12, 13 grand a year. So over a 10, 20 year period, it's nearly a quarter of a million. It's a lot of cash from the state. Um, so you know it's it's just something I wouldn't just I thought I'd shout out now in case I'm existing and they're meeting somebody and or they're planning on meeting somebody just again to have that plan in place to say what is the setup yeah well nearly like I said over a 20 year period it's a quarter of a million you're getting off revenue nearly so it's it's a lot of bread so yeah I just thought I'd mention that for somebody with say that is single doesn't have children do you think they should have additional life cover and income protection? or And serious illness, sorry. Um, yeah, definitely income protection, not life cover. I don't yeah. think you need life cover. There's a, there's an argument to say that life cover is very ex- very inexpensive when you're younger. younger you know, okay, So you yeah. can take out a million more to cover a 20 yeah. for like 20, 20, like pittance. Like it's not even, it's so cheap. Uh, not many people do it. No, it's a big thing in America, actually. A lot of people, as soon as they leave college in America, take a life policy for a million. They're covered I for life. I probably did at some stage to get over a target or something yeah. like that. In the early start of my, the early start of my career, I might have to get you to look at all these policies that I have. Like, go on, yeah. uh, that's no problem. But yeah, there's an argument, but not many people do it. No, I think the biggest thing when you're single is income protection because, again, if something goes wrong, you're on it's your own. Today. Yeah, uh, you, you can't be sitting at home and ten grand. Like you wouldn't even put a rent in your house anywhere in Dublin, in Ireland this time. No, ten you wouldn't. grand wouldn't get you anywhere. No. Uh, so uh, you know you can't be relying on that. So you, everybody, absolutely everybody, needs income protection. In my opinion, the number one most most important financial product is income protection. Once you have income protection, after that, I don't think you need anything. I'm not a big believer of specified illness. I think it's a, it's okay to maybe have a little bit in your mortgage. Um, not really, just call, if you've like, been good in protection you won't you need don't it. need it because yeah. specified illness you have to have a specified illness so you have to have a certain type of cancer heart attack or stroke mm-hmm. where specified illness covers you for or sorry where income protection covers you for anything whatsoever so if you're out because of a bad back bad neck if you're at work because of stress leave it covers you for absolutely anything so it's a complete no brainer uh, but I, I, I always kind of throw out for income protection that self employed are very important and um, but I also think that people like nurses and teachers are very important as well because they have those high stress jobs. And those high stress jobs, although you're a public servant, you get covered for three months full pay, three months half pay, as you remember from your yeah, core market days. days yeah. But, you know, after that, y- you don't have anything from the state. And you get, except for like that 10 grand, you don't have from the from the, from the the job, I mean, as in being a nurse or teacher. So I always like to make sure that they're covered after six months. I think it's a really good thing for those uh, th- those occupations. But uh, oh, look, I think absolutely everybody needs it. But the high priority list is usually self-employed, then the, the teachers and uh, nurses, that type of stuff. And then uh, everybody everybody else. But all three equally as important. As much, yeah, yeah, I understand that. I know I understand that. But yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a complete no-brainer. Perfect. A lot of my clients would come to me will say majority would probably be in their 30s and early 40s uh, and they're come to me solely because they want to meet their life mate and have a family. Yeah. Okay. So um, health insurance. Yes. Okay. So a lot of them would hope to be having children in the next few years yes. and all those sorts of things. So can I? Yeah. Can I? I I'm, I'm trying to say this without being too uh, rude. 
not rules around the wrong answer, but depending on your age profile, obviously the older you, you are when you have children, the more, I think, at risk. Is that what it's called? Yeah, but at risk, get, yeah. yeah. Now, I will say to you, um, so last week I had Helena Tuberty, uh, yeah. fertility expert in here and we were talking about all of this stuff great so, so she great, she definitely broke all she the broke barriers yeah, Excellent. She so was, there was no no nicety she just said it as it was so one <laughs> thing that people don't know is that if you have health insurance before you have a baby or get pregnant yes. the baby's automatically covered when they're born brilliant where if they're born with a problem, they might get health insurance themselves, the baby obviously. Okay. So it's really important, I think, if you're going down that route that you have it. Okay. And I think it's really important if you're going down the fertility treatment, just because of what you're saying from yeah, last week's so, episode, yeah, if you're going down the fertility treatment point of view, that health insurance, if you, like I said, you think you're settling down with somebody, you are later on, like you think you may be a possibility that you might need help, that you would definitely have health insurance because you can get loads of different benefits. You can get your your uh, you can go private woods a bit cheaper. There's loads of different benefits of having Some health of them insurance going for having children. Fertility, fertility yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Actually, Irish have. Life's policy yes. is quite good. Yeah. Uh, VHI are, are quite a good policy as well. Uh, but yeah, they, they do have additional benefits, but they won't give them to you if you need, if you find out you need the fertility yes. treatment. Okay, yes. So again, I think it's always a good idea to have health insurance in place uh, uh, anyway is it, is it still the rule where you have to have it in place about two years before yeah or so a for, year or something yeah, like that that's only yeah benefits. before you can have maternity benefits yeah. yes a year but as well as that they don't cover pre-existing for i think it's five years as well so there's there's loads of rules it depends what policy you're going for and what premium you're paying as, as a matter of the, the, what type of standard product or a uh, more uh, expensive product like anything but uh, yeah I, I think there's a really good site there called total healthcare.ie it's there McGood. i do a bit of a slot with uh, he used to do q102 as well uh, I like Darren, but he, he's really good when it comes to health insurance advice. So I'd recommend anybody that's thinking about health insurance uh, to, to go to this total health, health cover. Because yeah, it's a minefield. It's it an is. absolute minefield. It really is yeah. impossible to pick what premium it should be or yeah. what even what... And as well, Darren's so always talking about... Actually, believe it, I, I, I'll send this on to Darren for the crack because I never met him. <laughs> I just saw him being so good on the radio. But... Uh, Dermot would always talk about you can actually reduce your premium significantly by taking a higher ex excess. So an excess is the first part of the cost that you take on. So if you go into hospital and say it's a two grand bill, you might pay the first 250. And then, but if you put your excess up to 500, your premium could need to reduce by half. Okay, so wow. So it's like, a, lot of it's a massive saving. Excellent. But don't forget, you might not probably not end up at hospital. Do you Absolutely know what I'm saying? Not, yeah, yeah, most so, people are kind of healthy still at that yeah, age. Yeah, so it's really, and there's a massive difference between VHI, Leia, and Irish Life as well. So uh, I, I'd really recommend if you're thinking about the health insurance and you haven't got it and you're thinking about settling down and maybe having children to find a forever partner, that health insurance be high up there. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a complete no brainer for everybody to have. I hate saying this word. I don't think anybody ever finds it sexy. Pensions. Ah, I find it sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, pensions. I look. Depends on your age. I I even love hate. We don't love hate pensions. I think as a my career started in Irish life, and I would have been very uh, trained on how important a pension is. And a pension is very, very, very important. And there's a lot of tax relief, and it's drilled into you. And you have to remember that the company you're working for. Uh, like any company has a, a preference and it has a, a, a kind of margin and it has products that they want to sell and that's fine and I'm going to do as a product salesperson I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it and then evolved into what they said a kind of lifestyle financial planner um, the difference being is that now your your life comes before any product yeah, uh, where the course. other way you're always just trying yeah. to give people product um, but for a pension 
it really depends on what age profile you are. Like I find I get people coming to me now and they're 30 years of age and they can't get a mortgage because they've no savings and they've 20 grand in ABCs and they're a teacher or a nurse and you're looking at them at 10 heads saying you can't touch that for another 35 years and you don't even need it because you're going to get a full pension anyway because there's so many service. maximize their pension. Yeah, and it's just madness. Yeah. So, and I also find people that I think from a pension point of view, the only time it really makes sense when you're in your 20s I think is if your employer is paying in money and you have to pay in, you have to go in because yeah. it's too much free money to ignore. But actually, that flies in because yeah. I then worked for the Irish Medical Organization, and I in that situation I was paying into a pension, they were paying into a pension for me mm-hmm. as well. And honestly, they how quickly that escalated was amazing. So it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and like I said, it's it's amazing. So if you're getting free money, you need to go in. If you're not getting free money, and I did this uh, on my Instagram stories recently, I answer questions every Monday online. And it was about pensions and the amount of people that were like 21, 20, in, between, in their early 20s, even maybe early 30s, said I've no pension uh, when I started. Because I'm relaxed, you've got 40 yeah. years to sort this out. You're supposed to have fun at this age as well. Yeah, yeah, but I always say, have you got, number one, income protection, number two, an investment account, number three, no debt, number four, a mortgage deposit. Say, if you can tick all those boxes, knock yourself out, you've money left over a pension. If not, wait. Now, I'm probably the only financial advisor in the country saying that. But, but it's a very practical way it of saying it, Paul, because you, there has to be a life balance. But you know what it is? Because I because I got so heavily involved in social media, we do so many things online, on, on, on Instagram, especially for the Ask Paul page, that and over COVID-19, uh, my business exploded because people are home looking at their finances for the first time. So we went from like doing 12 consultations to 50 a week. I was literally at my desk from 5 in the morning to 10 or 11 at night. And when I did them all together during COVID-19, I think I got through about 800 consultations by the end of it, which I wouldn't have even done in two or three years wow, previously. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's a pattern here. People just don't know, excuse this, but there are some relevant when it comes to finance and they're putting everything That's in the wrong... That's why you're here though, yeah. Yeah, they're putting, yeah. they're putting everything in the wrong preference and they're, they have, again, I felt so sorry for people that, you know, they're coming in for a financial review and they've got 20 grand locked in a pension that they can't touch for... Four, okay, tax relief is great, but you can't touch that money for 40. Absolutely. I'd rather you have 14 grand in the credit union I know, yeah. and be able to get a house. Or people then as well are like throwing money off mortgage yeah. and you're like, the mortgage, don't pay off your mortgage, the interest save the money. Rate, yeah. yeah, I've got people coming to me and they're saying, uh, I've paid uh, 60 grand and this gets me all the time. They pay money off a mortgage and then they go back four years for a car loan. I'm looking at going, you just paid down 1.1% of a mortgage on a tracker and you're going back for an 8% car loan to the same bank five years later. Like, and you know it's what? Madness. If you think about it, everybody's trying to do their best. They yes. really, really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I need to clear my debt. I need to do all yeah. these things. But by talking to you, oh, you can do it way, way oh, smarter like, uh, because you could have an investment that's paying yeah. that off. And There's 100%. And I'm yeah. a very proud, a very, very, very proud of financial planning practice that we devolved yeah. into because like I've had clients, this is honestly true, Last last week, I had a client, a couple in the in the in the boardroom with me. Now we do majority of everything on Zoom, but they really wanted to come in and see me face to face. They started crying. He started crying. I felt so sorry for him. Really hard at working man, and he didn't realize how financial security was in the future because he's trying to get a house for him and his wife and his kids. And the banks keep saying he's not earning enough, not earning enough, not earning enough. And he got himself so mentally in a state that he was not saying he felt anyway. We we're not trying to talk him down. But when I showed him what is, he is a really good company pension plan. He just didn't understand it. Head yeah. in the sand, didn't care. Because it was like 40 years away. When I showed him, I think it was worth nearly a million, but he would, the guy broke down crying because he realized how good his job was, but he thought it was just mediocre because he couldn't get a mortgage for his family. I was nearly crying myself at the end of it going, yeah, I know. you are so well financially secure for your life. The fact that you've got one year Stress to work your ass off for a mortgage yeah. doesn't mean you're like, aren't doing a good enough job, job in life. Else. I know. And it's just so hard. Another couple, your man came into the portrait when he was 63 and he retired that day. He didn't realize how much money he had. 
It's like, John. He was walking anywhere to the resort that <laughs> day. He and can't even, can't even go on holiday. Yeah. What's he do? Get a private jet? No, this was, this was before COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah he, and I swear to God, he walked in. He was in the bar himself and his wife. Uh, didn't realise how much money was in his pension plan. Didn't realise how he could draw it down. I thought he had to stay to 65 and he didn't. And he was working eight to eight uh, days at 63. Wow. And he just went and went in to work the day and resigned. That was it. Just walked out and retired. And uh, it was great. But people just don't understand finances and money. And that's why you need a, fina- a lifestyle kind of plan to see where you currently are uh, and where you're focused. Because there's so much like, and I've got 20 years experience and highly qualified but it's not the paper from the qualification. It's the dealing with the thousands of clients that you've, yeah, that you've learned your it's, experience of. To be honest, like if we look at how we say one person, like that gentleman would say, like has retired, was able to walk out the door yeah. on that day. But if you look at what, two different people's journey, we would say, and that's yeah. what I always thought when I was in finance, one person that never came and talked to a professional yes. that maybe as well, and we didn't actually even mention that, that may have uh, be paying even their, their mortgage protection that they got through the bank. Oh, yeah, that's a like, disaster, yeah. <laughs> really, even if you have a mortgage and you have, or you have life cover already that you got through a bank, yeah. I could almost guarantee Guarantee you, you're going to get a better policy. Absolutely, yeah. guarantee, guarantee you're going to yeah. get a better policy. Yeah. One, a better policy, and two, lower premiums. Yeah, 100%. So if you look at one person that just thinks they're doing the right thing, went into the same person in whatever bank they were in and just got their mortgage there, didn't shop around, all those different things. You could save them hundreds of thousands probably. Honestly, versus coming to you, regardless of what age very often people think well I'm only on whatever income okay yeah. and I don't have a huge amount of money and he's going to cost me a fortune and everything like that it's I, I can say it myself they're probably going to save you money without a shadow of a doubt or get you a way better product for the same money you're paying even you're always on a win-win but say, say those two people on the two financial journeys even if the person went to the bank and did everything came to me that 63 year old and walked out and retired they've done all the hard work. My job is to let people realize how well they're doing with their money and with their products and what they have. And I think people don't realize that. I think a lot of people don't realize that they have the wrong product or they don't, and why, how should they? Like uh, my game is That's an absolute disaster. Like yeah. it's so technical. Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> there, there's so many products. Like if you look at a uh, life assurance, income protection, specific illness, there's about 28 different contracts in the marketplace and there's 1,866 different product press specifications between them all. So, like, how is a person supposed to go in and a bank only deal with one life company? So how are you supposed to get the best product? I just, you, you can't get the best product, I'm sorry, without coming to us. But it's, a, it's the same thing with the guy who retired at 63. It's that I was able to show him through the software we implemented and how we've learned to deal with clients to be able to realize how financially stable he was. I didn't make him financially stable. This guy's worked his ass off for 40, 45 years. But he just didn't know because no one was telling him. No one was telling him about tax rules. No one was telling him about how you draw down a pension. No one was talking to him in layman's about what he could actually do. Or even just something like changing funds or even really yeah. looking at the charges on his pension and stuff like that. All those little things, like 2% of 300,000 euro is a lot of money. Oh, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I think it showed somebody last week they were projected to have a true work pension scheme. Uh, it was something to do with me. They're in a company pension scheme. They came to me for advisors. Uh, the employer was paying in five. They weren't paying anything because they thought it was a waste of money. And he's now paying in 5% of his pe- of his salary, getting his tax relief of 40%. And instead of having 500 grand at return, 528 grand at return, remember the figures, he's now getting 1.8, 1.38 million uh, by getting a better fund to invest higher than this fund he was in, which was a really low risk fund. Uh, and also now getting his full contributions into this pension scheme. You're kind of going, well, we just kind of added 800 grand to that guy's <laughs> pension. Wow. By just one, by just by one, one meeting. By one meeting was like 20 minutes into it. And I was like, yeah, there you go. And you can sh- you can see it on the screen and it's, 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 it's more real the way we show these things to clients as well. 
But uh, absolutely, everybody needs a financial planner. Everyone needs a financial plan. In my opinion, it's impossible yeah. to know it all. So what happens when, say, if someone comes to you? Like, like say, right, there's going to be someone listening here today. Yes. Like, they're thinking, okay, well, actually, it doesn't sound like it's going to cost me a fortune. I yeah. could probably afford, with say, a minimum at least of 75 euro a month for yeah. an investment plan. Yes. I could probably afford 50 euro um, for an income protection plan. And even some of that might be tax yeah. deductible as yes. well and everything like that. What happens? So what happens is anyone that comes to us, they book in online, they get a, uh, which is done through the askpaul.ie website or through the Instagram page. And my team give you a call, they send you out a link. It's a fee-based service. So the fees goes depending on what you're looking for. It goes from 99 to 250 euro. But the 250 euro is not an hour with me. It's a full service for the year. So some clients we talk eight times during the year or 20 times depending on what they're doing. Setting up policies and everything. Uh, Everything is included. Mortgage applications, the full shebang. But what happens then is that you get a link, it's called a cash calc link, you fill in all your information, we review it, pull all your policies together, and the first meeting we literally get into recommendation. We use a cash flow tool which shows you on the screen, which is really, really, really cool, where you currently sit financially, whatever your age or say you're 40 years of age, and literally project your income on a graph right to 100, and it's a butterfly effect. So you say to me, Paul, what happens if my increase goes up by 10%, or what happens if I put 20% into a pension? What happens if I buy a house? What happens if I invest that money? What happens if I get sick tomorrow? And the system literally is able to show you in front of your eyes your whole financial life change should you do one or two things. And it's absolutely amazing, I think. Okay, and but I think sometimes just knowing. Just, just knowing. Knowing, just knowing. Where you need to make a change here, yeah. there, whatever, beforehand, just putting small little steps It's just place. small. Th- and you know what? Not only become to be for financial planning, uh, and we don't do anything. We just literally talk for an hour, that's not the guy, and then we come back a year later, two years later, because yeah. they can't do anything. They're no not in the headspace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just that, but that's why it's fee. Yeah, okay. Because we're yeah. not trying to sell you anything. It's trying to say, there's your financial life in front of you. That's what you're paying for. And we can explain everything you know, whether it's tax, whether it's inheritance tax, whether it's some legal, uh, you know, certified financial planners. We've done all the training, all and dealt with thousands of clients. But it's there to show you what you can and can't do and what you should sh- and probably should not do in your financial life. You take from it what you want. So some people come back to me within some people do one thing today, maybe just put income protection in place. They might come back, they might be mortgage ready for actually for two years and they come back in two years time. Or they might not want to set a pension up for two years with too much short term debt. Like I won't set a pension up with someone with too much short term debt. I would just say it's yeah, a it's pointless. First. Yeah. yeah. Or else people come to me, you know, and they've got I've got tw- this is a one I actually just to cover off. I have twenty grand in loans and I've got thirty grand in the bank and I want to get a mortgage. I'm saying, well, now why would you be paying the bank eight percent interest when yeah. you're getting zero on your thirty grand? Clear your short term debt and use the loan repayments to save again to bring your savings back up. Uh, so there's loads of just little tricks, uh, but we never had a, anyone say it wasn't fully worth the service. Uh, I well, I know over. myself like. I very, very rarely would not have saved someone a lot of money oh, because yeah. if you're paying a policy for the next 15, 20 years, yeah. just by going to, I know it's a pain they ask me to save and when my car insurance comes up, I'm like, oh my God, you know what? I'll just do it again. Yeah. But actually what you're doing is adding 10 times more value. It's oh, yeah. a very much long-term yeah. thing. And what we do is in that example, so if you have, say, a mortgage section policy or you have a life policy or you have a pension, even if it's at work, what my team do before you get to meet me or one of the guys on my team, my team will go off and pull all that stuff for you. So you sign a letter of authority. We go off and find your life policy, your income protection that you have maybe already, your pension. So they don't and have to go You don't have to do anything. We yeah. do it all for you. And then at the, for, at the very first meeting, I present you with everything you have. It's like, this, this is your financial Magician, life. Yeah. This is everything you have. Yeah. And then people, I didn't even know I had that. Uh, if you're listening to this and you have a pension plan or you have a some type of account and you don't know what your charges are or don't know what you're invested in, 
like we, that's you wrong know, that's, guaranteed you can do better yeah that's wrong that's like it. you need yeah. to know what you have in life yeah. especially when it comes to money because it's so it's 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 so 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 important i also as well would say to people if they and this is from my memory if they have a parent or even themselves are coming closer to retirement like yeah. definitely get someone a year or two in advance of that yes because there's huge money to be made on tax savings there's huge money to be made on tax savings not a lot of people know how to draw down their pension plans uh you know there's a certain level like a, a married couple or a married couple over at 65 years of age can draw down uh can bring an income order 36 36 grand a year tax-free uh, so that's really 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 important you know uh so if you're drawing down more than that you're just paying money to revenue for no reason uh, there's also things out there like to find benefit pension plans that people think are great they're not always that great you know you pay again a lot of money you automatically could go to revenue after you get the state pension everyone needs the, the the financial planning situation where you can look at what they have and be able to advise them from a, an income point of view and where your money's coming from and making sure you're trying to pay as little as tax yes. as possible to the revenue and then also some pension plans depending on how they're structured uh, if you're ill and you might be looking at unfortunately passing by 60 or 70 or 75 there's some really really good things you can do contract wise to put them in a plan where they can go completely tax free to your spouse rather than having them the spouse to draw down and paying income tax on them there's just so, so much that things. you do not know yeah, so and you things. can't know it because it's impossible to know it if you're not in this industry and, and it genuinely is which is which is why i love it so much i think as well if a couple were to get together and they are looking at embarking on a life together yes or something like that i think it would be no harm as an exercise to do together to go to you as well yeah as you know we did before we do a lot of uh expert witness in court previously uh and we get couples that are separate and come in they come in separately mm -hmm. but i did have a situation before where a man booked in a consultation for a young couple and they came separately. So she came in first and then yeah. he came in a week later. Okay, that's uh, right. That is were, a good idea. It's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Her, you can still have her man paid for because she didn't like him. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Yeah, but yeah. uh yeah, because you know you are. But no, the the that's just with her man. But the the man paid for she came into the boardroom first one week and he came in a week later. But they were so all over the place with money, or he was in particular. Uh, but it was great that they weren't together because sometimes people say what the other person wants them to hear. About kind money like or those things. Counseling you too yeah. as well. No, oh, it's a hundred percent counseling and coaching. It's <laughs> a whole. Yeah. It really, genuinely is. Yeah. It's, it is. Even, like even people are doing well. I it's, think. Do you know what? As a financial advisor, I think I sat in front of more people that cried than as a matchmaker telling me about relationships that are broken up and everything. You know yourself. It, it, it's very hard on people, though, for financial people when that does happen. It, it, it can be an it absolute is. disaster. And look, in fairness, everybody's doing their best. We've just come through six months of a yes. pandemic. For a lot of people, they still are their businesses and their jobs are not back to place. And um, very often people come in to me, they might say to me, look, I've got so much stuff going on in my life. And I'll say to them, go and sort that stuff out first. Yes. And then come back. Yes. So you're in a good place. That's really good. So yeah. what would you say to somebody today, if you had to give them three things to start, definitely in the short term, what would be? Um, Start with a plan and an advisor. I'm not mm -hmm. just saying, you're yeah, really okay. genuine. I don't think anybody out there can do this themselves. It's next yeah. to impossible to do this correctly yourself. You need a financial planner, number one. Uh, number two, to be open to um, making sure you set yourself up now, yeah. financially now, and, and putting th yeah. things in place. So number one, you want to be debt free. Number two, you want to have an income protection, make sure if anything goes wrong, you're covered. And number three, you need an investment account. That's all anybody needs, is to be, have an income protection policy, be debt free, and have an investment account. 
After that, everything else is puzzles. Can I just add something? A secret runaway fund. And well. a runaway fund. <laughs> just a secret one. Just matter if you're male or female. You just need a little. I got this. Or as my friend calls it, her fabulous fund. I was yeah. like, you're not supposed to spend it. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> I got this recently, actually, on, on radio one day. And I was asked, uh, and the presenter really got me by asking about the runaway funds. It automatically went to my mom. Uh, and dad and uh, I said actually my mom has one of them my dad rang her as I was on the radio going where's our runaway fund <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant, yeah, brilliant but it, it's a real it's a real uh, older kind of uh, it is. demographic but I think you're right I think, I think it's something that's passed down from mother to daughter to, it, no, well normally, in fairness back in the day like I was talking to obviously my grandparents when I started yeah. doing this and like can you part any words of wisdom they're 65 years married you know Great. so I said to them you know what did you think but granny always was ind- independent my grandmother had like she She's 90 actually next month. Uh, and she had uh, like a knitting factory in Tipperary, like employing so many people. But she always had her own independent money. And right. even still at different stages in my life, she like I was moving down to isn't my ex. But anyway, and thank <laughs> God I listened to her. She was like, always stay independent. Always have your own yeah. money. And you know, it's actually so important. It is so important. I that's what I think the uh, what we mentioned earlier on about how to run an account. I think if, you, if you're if you're with somebody or settling down with somebody or moving in for fun or whatever, you're, you've met yeah. somebody is if you do move in and just have that joint account. That's for on the a pro rata range, yeah. pro rata basis for the likes of the, the rent, the bills, the food. That keeps the crash. Like that, yeah. that, that keeps the house ticking over. Yeah. Your, your 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 life under the house together is ticked over. Now anything outside that, so they're bringing home three grand, and you need to put fifteen hundred euro into that account. And you're fifteen hundred euros, and that's yeah. what you do. And you should save some of it for yourself on the side and do all those weird and wonderful things. It'd be uh, it'd be it'd be interesting. So to... where can people find you, Paul? Uh, yeah, so I'm very active on Instagram actually. Uh, so our Instagram handle is ask Paul underscore now, uh, and we do. Like we have a, 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 a live questions and answers every Monday where people send in questions and we answer them over a 24 hour, 40 hour period. Uh, usually it should be four or 500 messages a week and that way are questions. So we're quite active in that and love that. Our DM is always open as well. It takes about, again, 72 hours until we get back in there. And you can book consultation in through LinkedIn or through the website. Uh, but it's uh, really important. It, it's really important here for everybody to do. Yeah, I, I really do. That's why I have you on today. Thank you so much for talking no to us. No problem at all. Really and I'm chat. hoping you'll have lots of people uh, sorting their lives out yes. in their finances now. <laughs> Between us, we'll have them all and sorted. all those single clients with loads of money, I find, I'll send them to you. That's it. Absolutely, <laughs> too. I have lots of single clients with lots of money that will be go. coming to you. Yeah, great. <laughs> so that's it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much, no Paul. Problem. I appreciate Thank you. that. Cheers. You have been listening to Would Like to Meet Podcast with me, your host, Mairead Lockman. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you are single or you know anyone that is single and would like to meet through someone special, get in touch with us and we would be delighted to chat to you about our matchmaking service, dating masterclass and our dating events at Table for Six. Visit us at lovehq.ie and follow us on Instagram for simple yet powerful dating advice. And remember, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would leave us a nice rating and review. Thank you.